in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Well, I've looked this morning as uh, we are checking out the roads for you as a cold start to this Friday morning takes hold. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis, meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us this morning. So how much longer can we expect this lovely treat? Hey, much needed rain. I think the cool and the gray weather will be here for at least the next few days. Mm. The rain gets pretty spotty though. So let me show you what I got. As far as what's happening outside right now, we've got some spots of drizzle, spots of light rain, cloudy skies throughout the area. You can see some of that drizzle falling on our Lady Redonson Wildflower Center camera there in South Austin. We're going to be looking at a wet morning drive and we know sometimes that, that can certainly get messy real quick. So please make sure you're factoring in some extra time to get where you need to go this morning because we're going to have to slow those speeds with the wet roads out there and additional rain still coming down over the Williamson County, Travis County area and Eastern counties. Not quite as uh, wet in the hill country right now, but again, sometimes when that rain falls below the radar beam, the radar's just not going to see it. So it's even possible you're seeing spots of drizzle out in the hill country. Temperatures much, much colder than where we've been. 40s and 50s across all of the area. 52 right now here in Austin. For perspective, that's about 20 degrees colder than what you walked out the door to yesterday. So a definite noticeable drop in the temperatures, not only for this morning, but also in the afternoon. We're going to be looking at temperatures pretty much hovering in those low 50s to low 60s from start to finish. Very little warm up today. Spot drizzle this morning. We'll go with mainly cloudy skies for pickup, and it's possible we see maybe one or two isolated showers there. But in general, our rain chances are coming down briefly before they start to pick back up Sunday into Monday with another weather maker on the way. So uh, the the wet weather isn't going to go anywhere, but the widespread rain. That's going to be put on hold until uh, about Sunday, Monday here. So I'm going to break down not only what you can expect for your Friday. We made it to the end of the work week, but your weekend forecast has changed over the last 24 hours. We'll talk more about that change coming up. Chris in the White House says that Israel will begin daily four hour pauses in fighting Hamas. This amid growing pressure to allow for more aid to get into Gaza and let more people out. Tens of thousands of Palestinian civilians are headed south from Gaza City. Specific locations and times of those pauses will be communicated in advance, though Israel has said it still reserves the right to respond if Hamas attacks during a pause. This morning on Today, NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, reports from Tel Aviv as this announcement raises hope that a breakthrough in hostage negotiations could follow. A series of dramatic developments overnight that have left Israel and the wider region waiting for more this morning. We learned that Israel has agreed with the U.S. to hold four-hour pauses in particular areas in northern Gaza every day. That's after pressure from President Biden. We also heard that the head of Mossad, the Israeli intelligence agency, is in Qatar along with the head of the CIA for talks. And we are told, NBC News is told, that those talks are aimed at seeing if it's possible to get to a release of hostages. It has, of course, been incredibly difficult. The talks have fallen down on a number of occasions, but there is renewed hope this morning. I'll have all the latest coming up on today. 
Thank you, Kier. Back here at home, there is an all clear at Oracle this morning. Yesterday, police responded to the building just southeast of downtown Austin with a report of a suspicious package there. At the time, police evacuated the tech company's building. We will update you as we learn more details. Austin City Council is now the new owner of the former Salvation Army downtown shelter on 8th Street. The shelter closed earlier this year. It was one of the few spaces in the downtown area to house those experiencing homelessness, according to the city. It approved the purchase of the shelter for a 12-month lease as well as a contract with Urban Alchemy to continue operations. The city says the purchase will help fill the need for nearly 1,000 shelter beds by the end of 2025. Slaughter and Howard Lanes are getting new lighting. The Transportation and Public Works Department asked for more than $3 million to add it. City Council voting earlier this year to create a funding agreement with TxDOT for high safety improvement programs with this lighting project. It's a federally funded program and its leaders say that safety lighting can decrease crashes by nearly half. Austin is going to be busy this weekend for the Texas Book Festival and Veterans Day Parade. To help you get around some of those road closures, here's what you need to avoid. Until Sunday for the Book Festival, West 12th, West 13th and Colorado streets will be fully closed. Same for Congress Avenue from 8th to 11th streets. And just on Saturday for the Veterans Parade, Congress Avenue from West Riverside Drive through Cesar Chavez will be closed from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. There are some partial closures to be mindful of over the weekend as well. So for a full list of those, head to KXAN.com. A scare at the San Antonio airport, why a Frontier plane was evacuated and what operations are looking like today at the airport. The cost of some new resources as a large Central Texas school district is looking to make its school safer. Good morning, the rain continuing to fall as we take a live look from the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center down there in South Austin, and we are tracking it on the roads for you in just a bit as well. But wanna let you know operations are back to normal this morning at the San Antonio Airport after a Frontier Airlines plane was evacuated yesterday. Several crew members reported feeling sick from fumes. Flight attendants were working at the back of the aircraft when they noticed that smell and they notified the captain. According to the San Antonio Fire Department, the odor made several of the crew members feel nauseous. They were evaluated by emergency medical personnel as a precaution and all were reported to be in stable condition. Frontier Airlines releasing a statement saying no passengers reported being affected. Its maintenance team is working to determine what happened. That flight was traveling from Denver to San Antonio. It was eventually cleared by a hazmat crew. And U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken along with Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin are in India today. The top U.S. cabinet members are there for the Indo-Pacific talks. Today they are meeting with India's foreign minister and defense minister. The meetings are part of the so-called 2 plus 2 dialogue launched in 2018 to boost defense cooperation and align policy objectives in the Indo-Pacific region. The current conflict in the Middle East, the Indo-Pacific region, and the Russia-Ukraine war are likely to be among the topics of discussion as well. Still ahead, what is being done when it comes to your tax dollars and private school? Plus, how that could improve some uh, public school funding along with it. Consideration continuing on the future of education at the Texas Capitol. And why the Census Bureau believes the U.S. is on the brink of a population decline.
Longhorns hit the road and they'll have their starting quarterback in the lineup against TCU. I'll have more on that coming up. Good morning. Another live look on this Friday. Early on, dark out, but the rain you can see lit up there at the Lady Burn Johnson Wildflower Center. Continuing to fall, Kristen is looking at how much longer we can expect this. Planes almost crashing into each other might be happening more often than you think. Now many are calling for safety upgrades at airports all across the country. One of those near misses we've reported on happened right here in Austin. This was back in February when Senator Ted Cruz showcased an animation of the near tragedy during a hearing on Capitol Hill. The same flight was the focus again at another Senate hearing this week. Nabil Ramadna breaks down what lawmakers say needs to change to prevent tragedy. Flying in and out. Thank you. Thousands of people use the Austin airport daily. But there have been recent concerns raised. We need to have an adequate number of air traffic controllers. We need state-of-the-art technology. U.S. Congressman Lloyd Doggett highlighted a February near miss between a FedEx flight and Southwest flight, one nearly landing on top of the other. We've had too many near misses, including one that could have been a total catastrophe, uh, came within just a few hundred feet. That same flight highlighted Thursday in the nation's capital. These two aircraft came within 100 feet of another. Lawmakers blame a wave of retirements and buyouts. Coupled with a surge in demand, created essentially a perfect storm that's eroded the system's safety margins down to dangerously thin levels. According to the FAA, entry-level applicants must complete required training courses and spend several months at the FAA Academy in Oklahoma City. But Congressman Doggett says one way to combat the safety concerns is getting more people trained. The FAA continues to insist that all people go through their academy in Oklahoma City Yet there are a number of community colleges and other colleges around the country that have good programs that can train people. Now the overall safety concerns are getting a closer look, both locally and on the national scale. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. The FAA tells us one serious close call is one too many. The FAA and the aviation community are pursuing a goal of zero serious close calls. They went on to tell us safety experts follow up on all events and evaluate them, and they hold annual runway safety meetings at every airport with a control tower. It is worth noting at yesterday's Austin City Council meeting, council members approved creating a ramp control system at the airport to make it safer for ground crews as planes push back from the gate. This after an airport employee was hit and killed by a fuel truck earlier this year. Looking deeper into the concern over air traffic controller staffing shortages, a memo AUS officials sent to Austin's mayor and council this week outlined the concern over hiring. And that memo says it takes two to five months to hire a person. Depending on their experience, it then takes another couple of years, two to four years of on-the-job training to get up to speed there and get fully certified. Another layer to staffing concerns is a potential federal government shutdown. Congress has one week to avoid it. Back in September, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said a government shutdown would halt the hiring and training process that they've made so far. 
We finally have that headed in the right direction. Hired 1,500 controllers this year. Our budget calls for 1,800 controllers uh, to be hired next year. But that can't happen if we get stopped in our tracks with training. So at the end of the day, that means more shortages and more outages. And that can that memo from Austin airport leaders said the pandemic caused a change in staffing in Austin and across the country. That includes early retirements, layoffs, and career changes. Looking at the Austin airport, when AUS opened in 1999, it was built for a capacity of 11 million passengers. Well, the airport hit that threshold about 10 years ago. Since then, AUS has increased its annual capacity to 15 million passengers. But listen to this, we're expected to reach 22 million this year, and as the city grows, millions more are expected. Airport leaders previously projected to reach 30 million annual travelers by 2037. Well, we're now expected to reach that number in 2027. There is work underway to fast track some expansion projects like the west side of the terminal and TSA checkpoint improvements. But we are certainly growing, and no surprise that it's happening at a pace faster yeah. than originally anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise. I still consider us very lucky. Yes. I mean, there are many areas where there is just one airport mm -hmm. to get out of, and they did not. And it's not a good one. It. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have the benefit of having San Antonio, San Antonio right there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You, know? you have options yeah. for Austin if you really need them. Exactly. Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Yeah. By the way, the airport was saying today they expect it to be busy. Obviously, now that every it's Friday raining. they say that. Yeah. I know. Every the, Friday well, they come out. It's a like, long hey. weekend, so yeah. maybe some people, yeah. extra people will be flying out. But yeah, at this point, you, you can know bet every day is going to be yep. busy. Let me show you what's going on outside. The nice thing is, this kind of weather shouldn't tie us up. There's no severe weather out there. There's no flooding concerns. I mean, planes can easily fly in and out of this. When it comes to how much rain we'll see out of these clouds this morning, this is very light. This is not going to be anything in the way of a downpour. You're going to run the windshield wipers maybe once every 30 seconds or so. It's not going to be a huge deal. But the temperatures, I think, are going to be a little bit of a, a clap back to reality, if you will. It is fall, and we should be looking at this kind of weather. In fact, your current temperature right now in Austin is 52. Our average low... 53. So believe it or not, this is a normal November morning for us. Just, just relatively speaking, compared to what we've seen over the last, you know, three, four mornings, it's much, much colder, like 15 to 20 degrees colder this morning. And the afternoon, we really don't recover with the clouds, no sunshine, spotty drizzle this morning, spots of drizzle this afternoon. You can bet that the temperatures are really going to struggle to warm up. And it's going to feel even colder when you factor in that north wind. That north wind is going to hang on tight 15 25 miles per hour from start to finish it will be breezy to windy all day long now the rain won't be with us all day we've got some light rain showers through the morning commute but you'll notice by lunchtime cloudy skies couple more spot showers will try and make a run mainly at our eastern counties later today but this is not expected to be nearly as wet as what we had yesterday moving into the weekend Tomorrow's going to look almost identical to today. Cloudy skies, spots of rain, not a washout, but some changes from the new day to this morning, Sunday, and specifically late Sunday into Monday, trending wetter. So we're looking at an additional quarter of an inch to one inch, even pockets of more out eastern counties here as we get into Sunday, Monday time frame. So seven day forecast, you can see those temperatures will be in the 60s for a while. We do have those overnights in the 50s, improving weather next week.
Thank you so much, Kristen. This morning in Hollywood, it's Lights Camera Deal with the Actors Union SAG-AFTRA set to vote on a proposed contract to formally bring an end to the union's strike. The film and television world is itching to get back in action. It's been a long time coming yeah. here for them. Most details of this deal not public yet. However, we have learned that the union achieved significant gains in minimum wages and artificial intelligence protections. Variety's Cynthia Littleton explains Hollywood will now start a mad scramble to get shows in production. The production of TV episodes, a lot of movies that are planned for next year, a lot of things were just sort of totally in limbo. And uh, I think people are going to work harder into the work longer into Thanksgiving week, probably work longer into December than they normally would around the winter holidays. Because again, I think I think Hollywood is just dying to get back to work. This morning on Today, how soon your favorite shows could be back on the screens as the entertainment industry is preparing for its return. House lawmakers are still considering a bill to put billions into public schools, also while establishing the governor's priority of education savings accounts. After a marathon hearing last night, the bill is still pending. The governor's push has led to a proposal for vouchers of $10,500 to cover private school for some families. Last night's meeting brought in more than 100 people to testify, some hoping more school choice. Meantime, opponents of the savings account says they're not going to compromise. They deserve more opportunities to have a high quality education. Um, that's not to say that public school options are bad, but it's to say that we need more opportunities. Fund our public schools so that that teacher can help teach those second and third graders and not have to worry about it. And then let's debate the, the ESA issue on its own merits. Don't, uh, I keep using the term hostage, but we're, we're using public school funding as a hostage. Lawmakers have until the end of the month to pass a bill or force the governor to call them back again for another special session. Going in depth, Oklahoma started working on a similar voucher-like program this spring. Currently, that state is spending nearly $4 million on a contractor to set up a private school tax credit program. That's four times what the Oklahoma Tax Commission estimated in the spring when the policy was being finalized. If you live in Pflugerville, your utility bill is about to go up by 50 bucks a month. Leaders say the new utility rates are for improvements to the quality of drinking water and wastewater services. In 2020, the city ran an analysis and learned it wasn't going to be able to recover the costs in that fast-growing city. Several large projects are underway, like the expansion of water and wastewater plants, also a second wastewater treatment plant, and another water line to feed into Lake Pflugerville. Projects cost right now more than $600 million. One of the largest school districts in Central Texas is looking at the cost to build its own police force to comply with a new state law. We're talking about Leander ISD. This year, lawmakers passed a bill mandating armed guards on Texas school campuses, but Leander does not have its own district police force, instead using other law enforcement as resource officers. At last night's school board meeting, the district looked at a budget request over $1.1 million that would pay at least 10 school marshals, a chief, as well as training and equipment. Part of the discussion included what that training should look like, according to the Texas School Safety Center. 
Mandated training includes child and adolescent right. brain development, mental health crisis intervention, mental and behavioral needs of children with disabilities, de-escalation techniques, and techniques for limiting the use of force. Right. Leander could take up a resolution and amendment action for the budget to make this happen. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Thanks to you, Quinn Ewers will start against TCU tomorrow. Steve Sarkeesian making that announcement on Thursday. Ewers knocked out of the game against Houston with that shoulder injury. Longhorns were rolling along. Then they started getting to Ewers, and eventually he couldn't play in the fourth quarter. So now one of the big chores is he's obviously going to be excited to be back in, but Sark wants him to keep that even keel. For him, it's just about keeping his poise and composure, staying level-headed, and keeping his his focus. Quinn's at his best when he's got great focus and details on the plan. Uh, the emotion comes out. You can see it when he makes those plays because he knows the work that he puts in. And so I'm sure there'll be some emotion for him Saturday night when he makes those plays. Um, but but I, I think he's in a good frame of mind where he's not overly emotional uh, having this opportunity. I think he's more focused on what do I need to do to go out and perform and to help our team win. Full slate of high school playoff action tonight. One of the feature games. You can watch it on KBVO, Round Rock, and Westlake at 730. Another good one at Vandegrift. Vandegrift playing host to Lake Travis. Back to you. That will be a good one. Thanks, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. Why experts say it's more common than you might think after a corrections officer is accused of bringing drugs behind bars.